1: I've been waiting for this segment all day. So this is what we're going to do. We usually have Patrick Mahomes on Monday. They have moved it to Wednesday for the postseason. Patrick Mahomes will be on the show Wednesday. I still have the Buffalo Bills Reddit page available and the thread that they had for postgame comments. I will read some of them to you, and you know what, Rob? We'll make that hit number one today is me reading through the Reddit comments of the Buffalo Bills. There are obviously a lot of things to get into. Rob, this is my beef with you, and I told you last week where I thought you were being unfair to the Kansas City Chiefs. You have talked a lot about their margin for error, and you have painted it like the Chiefs needed to play a perfect brand of football in order for them to be able to advance in the postseason, that if one thing goes possibly wrong in the game, then there is no possible way that the Chiefs can win. But that's not realistic. The Chiefs did not play a perfect brand of football yesterday. The Chiefs didn't score for the final 14 minutes and 50 seconds of the game and had three empty possessions to end the game. The Chiefs had a chance to go up 10 and had a fumble from McCole Hardman on one of the most head-scratching offensive play calls that they have had during this Andy Reid era. The Chiefs let Buffalo run for over 180 yards yesterday. Kansas City wasn't perfect yesterday in their game. They didn't play a perfect brand of football. Their margin of error is much bigger then I think you've given them credit over the last couple of weeks. You want to know what Kansas City did. And let me pat myself on the back because I have been saying this all year. They've started to win the turnover differential. You can make fun of me about a lot of things, text line. You want to call me charger dot or whatever you want to call me. For six weeks, I have been saying, hey, all they need to do is stop turning the ball over, and they're right there. They had one turnover yesterday, and they instantly got it back with the three and out. They were minus 11 in the turnover differential. They've stopped turning the ball over. I've been telling you for two months Hey, use Isaiah Pacheco. You've got a really dynamic, really special player. Use him. Use him. Use him. Don't go away from him. Commit to giving Isaiah Pacheco the football, and look what he can do for your offense. In yesterday's game, Rob, they had more rush attempts than pass attempts. They threw it 23 times. They ran it 24 times yesterday. They were perfectly balanced yesterday. More Rice, more Kelsey, more Pacheco, less of everything else. They gave it to Isaiah Pacheco 15 times yesterday. Travis Kelsey got the most targets on the team. The Chiefs are super easy to figure out. This will be 21 weeks of me and you watching and talking about the Kansas City Chiefs heading into this game against Baltimore. They are finally mastering their formula. It's going to look different than how it's looked in years past, but you want to know what they've done in the postseason. Patrick Mahomes, who threw more interceptions than he's ever thrown in his career, has not thrown one yet this season. They have committed to giving Isaiah Pacheco the football, who has now touched the ball 41 times in two games, they have gotten the old Travis Kelsey back. They played great defense in the fourth quarter and Jawan Taylor, who had 21 penalties over the course of the season had zero called on him yesterday. And they had two penalties called on them in the game. You were worried about drops, turnovers and penalties. They have not fixed all of them. They still had a fumble. They still had a drop from Justin Watson yesterday, but Patrick Mahomes has played better. They have committed to running the football, and they still have a defense that can lock in when necessary. That is, that's a formula that you can go beat Baltimore with. That's a formula that can beat Detroit or San Francisco. I have never wavered on this team and their ability to make a run in the postseason if they could just get back to the fundamentals. I don't know what it is in Patrick Mahomes' mind. I really don't. He has not thrown an interception since overtime against Cincinnati in the first AFC championship game matchup. He has thrown 156, 164, excuse me, consecutive passes without an interception. He has not thrown an interception in five consecutive postseason games. They've won all five of them. So far, every team in this year's postseason, you want to know what they have in common? Their quarterback didn't throw an interception in that game. In the super wild card round and the divisional round, football is simple. It really is simple. You got to execute. You got to deliver. Run the football effectively. Play, play good defense. Limit mistakes. Control the line of scrimmage. Mahomes didn't get sacked yesterday. He was rarely under pressure. They ran for 150 yards. This is the formula that Kansas City can go on the road and upset
2: Baltimore. So first things first, before you take too big of a victory lap and pat yourself on the back too much, it is worth noting. They lost the turnover differential yeah, no, yesterday, you're right? You were th- before we all talk about all oh, the key is when- they did not do that yesterday. You are that 100%. did not happen.
1: I, I mean, now I don't want to sound like a bills fan in a situational turnover. They turned the ball over up three and they got a three and out on the very next possession. So the turnover definitely hurts you. And it took points off the board. It didn't really add points to Buffalo like we've seen. We've seen a lot of turnovers this year that you directly took points off of your scoreboard and handed them to the other team. There's not a good turnover by any means. It was one of the least costly playoff turnovers that you could possibly have that took seven points off of the board for you. And you literally got the ball back in less than a minute.
2: I just want to make sure we're clarifying that. If you're going to do, take a victory lap yep. at this. So two things, because... You're right. I probably was too hard on the Chiefs this week, but two things are of note. One, what is the other thing I kept saying this week about the Chiefs and the turnovers? They're facing a Bills team. I kept calling them the Spider-Man meme because the Chiefs' problems mirrored the Bills' problems. Josh Allen tried to give the Chiefs two turnovers. He did? Honestly, he was begging the Chiefs to take the two turnovers. Like, here you go. Take the ball. The Chiefs just couldn't take advantage of it. So the margin of error was thin. But the Chiefs did not take advantage of the Bills' turnovers. I did say they're the Spider-Man meme. Because also I would say, and this is going to sound very Bills fanish, and I don't mean it to come this way, I don't think Sean McDermott coached a very good football game. And I don't know if Sean McDermott is going to be employed in the next 48 hours because he's had a rocky season in Buffalo. He was the D.C. Their defense was worse this year. He was at one point comparing teamwork and camaraderie to 9-11. That was wild stuff. And now they lost in the divisional round, Because you could argue because of coaching blunders. The punt, the fourth down fake punt was some of the worst decision-making I've seen from a coach in a long, long time. It was not good. That was handing the Chiefs an advantage. That was widening the margin of error because you made a foolish mistake. And we've already talked about it. The end of game management by Sean McDermott it was very Andy Reidish in the fact that, hey, we're running the ball, we have the clock advantage, we're driving, everything's going our way, deep pass, rolling out of bounds pass, 40-yard field goal for my shaky kicker. That's spotty coach work. The coaching staff of the Bills created a wider margin of error for the Chiefs. And also, last thing, and again, it's going to come off very excuse-ish, whatever. I told this to Dusty yesterday. I went on with After Hours leading into the game. I said straight up, I don't know the Chiefs are better than the Bills, but last night's game was not played straight up. The Chiefs were light years healthier than the Bills. That's football, though. But that creates a wider margin of error, and I would say on top of that, they had the rest advantage, which Chiefs fans will know very well. When you have the rest advantage, it creates a larger margin of error. The Chiefs were at the rest advantage last six weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, I'm just – I'm personally not rolling with that for this reason. I don't care what level of sports you made it to. Maybe you made it to high school. Maybe you made it to college. Maybe some of you listening played professional football, whether it was here in the States or overseas. But every single person listening has gone out in the backyard and your team was down – and you needed to hit a home run or you needed to hit the last second shot or something of that magnitude. Josh Allen had that opportunity three separate times yesterday. I don't want to hear about, hey, the other team got more sleep than you got. No, I don't want to hear that. Not in your building. Not when you had three touchdowns. Not when you got an all-pro, Pro Pro Bowl-caliber running back in James Cook. Not when you got a legitimate number one in Stephon Diggs. Not when they went out and they got you Dalton Kincaid who led the Bills in. I don't want to hear that. You had the ball three separate times down three points in your building. There was no coin flip. This was straight up, and you got beat in that scenario. So I don't feel bad for Buffalo fans. I don't feel bad for Josh Allen. This is exactly what you wanted. The last time you played Kansas City and lost, it was unfair. Oh, it's not fair. We don't get the ball back. How do we not get a chance to score? Patrick Mahomes gets a chance, but we don't get a chance to score. Okay. You had your opportunity in this game. Kansas City scored their last touchdown with 14 minutes and 20 seconds left. And Buffalo gets the ball back down three. All right, it's go time. Are you him? Are you that guy? They got a three and out. They then got another opportunity after the fumble. They got another three and out. They then got another opportunity. Kansas City ran five plays and got eight yards. You then got another play. You got the ball with 823 and two timeouts and the two-minute warning in your building. This is how you create your legend. You want to know why we think Patrick Mahomes is him? Because we've constantly seen him be him. Whether it was in the first AFC Championship game where they're down 14 points against the New England Patriots and they score a touchdown on their remaining drives. Whether it was the AFC championship game against the Tennessee Titans and they're down 10-0 in the first quarter and he has a run that will be played for the next hundred years and they score a touchdown. Or whether you're down 20-10 in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter against San Francisco and you go down the field and score. Or last year where you're down 10 or you have a hurt ankle and you go down the field and score. Don't talk to me about rest advantage. You had the ball three separate times in your building in the fourth quarter with a chance to go win the game, and you didn't do it. Maybe you ain't him. Because on the other side, I've seen that other guy come through in that scenario countless number of times. And that's why he's been in three Super Bowls and won two of them. That's why he has two MVP trophies. That's why you have none. Because you throw three interceptions against the New York Jets in week one and you lost. Or you lost a game this year to the New England Patriots. And why you had to work super hard down the stretch from a six and six team to even make the postseason. And going into the postseason, you needed help to make it. You remember heading into the final, the Buffalo could have either won their division or outright missed the postseason. Some of that's on your quarterback. I'm not rolling, man. I'm just not rolling. I can't do it. I'm not blaming McDermott. I'm not blaming the kicker. I'm not blaming any of that. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Josh Allen makes $200 million. We think he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. There is no excuse for your team to not score in the final quarter of the game. In this game, out of the eight quarters, there were points in seven of the quarters. You know the only quarter where a team didn't score? Buffalo's fourth quarter. Zero didn't score. You lost. You had your opportunities, and you left it up to a shaky kicker who missed two kicks last week against Pittsburgh. You knew not to trust him. So no, this this is a Josh Allen loss to me. People can disagree. That's fine. This is a Josh Allen loss to me. You got to be that guy. I saw Lamar go make plays to win. I saw Patrick Mahomes go make plays to win. Brock Purdy was terrible. For 54 minutes last Saturday, went out there and he made plays to go win. Jared Goff made plays to go win. The only one that didn't do it was the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. So that is a Josh Allen problem in my mind. Let's get to some sad tweets.
2: While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, the drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City
0: and around the country. It's the hits only on the drive. Number one.
2: Caring to you before I cue the sad music and we talk about sad Bills fans on Reddit, I want you to know the hits are brought to you by the Polar Plunge. This upcoming Saturday at Longview Lake, take part in the Polar Plunge to benefit Special Olympics of Missouri. For more information, go to SOMO.org backslash plunge. All right, Rob.
1: Hit some sad music. What I am going to read to you guys for the next, I don't know, four or five minutes. This is from Buffalo Bill's Reddit page where the headline says, Bills lose a heartbreaker to the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, we went into this game battered to absolute hell, and we still only lost by three points. I was encouraged, but the fact that it was so close and we lost again absolutely tears my heart out. This was the best chance for the Bills that we're going to have for a long time. We finally got the two seed in Kansas City. They're not as dominant, and we finally played them at home, and we lost. Now there has to be drastic changes to the team. This was the best we were going to get with this core. Another Reddit user. I blankin' hate Patrick. I blank and hate Taylor Swift. The Chiefs, the refs, and honestly, just football. Go Bills forever. But man, blank this. Another user. I'm dead inside. Just like I was at the end of Super Bowl twenty-five. We never can put it all together when we really need it. And the great teams do. I want Bass gone. McDermott gone. Special teams coach gone. Aging defensive players gone. Let's tear it down and try again. This is my favorite. I love you all. But I will be taking a long break from social media. I don't want to see anything else about Patrick Mahomes and that pop star. I'll see you guys next season. Always and forever. Go Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Top tier losers. That's what they are. It's always the Chiefs. It's
3: always the Chiefs. And oh no! Come
1: on! I got some more. I got some more. Give me like give me give me two more minutes, y'all. Give me two more minutes. I genuinely don't know if there is an unluckier franchise in sports. I know a lot of things can be blamed on execution, but seriously, why do things always go against us? <laughs> Hold on, you'll love this one. This one's good, this one's good, this one's good. good. Hey, guys, please don't go to the Chiefs' Reddit page. It's like a bunch of privileged kids laughing at the homeless over there. (laughs) Because you're the homeless. Hold on. on. That's what it says. I'm serious. I can post it. (laughs) It says, don't go into Chiefs' Reddit. It's like a bunch of privileged kids laughing at the homeless. No, that privilege is... The Chiefs are winners. They win these kind of games. You don't win these kind of games. You're losers. You're not homeless. You're losers. You've constantly been losers. That's all you know. You were born into it. You grew up in Buffalo. No one chooses to be a Bills fan. You grew up in Upper New York. Your whole childhood. They lost in the Super Bowl every year. That's all you know. It's in your blood. The same way that we knew Jordan Love was going to throw that interception, it's passed down in his bloodline. We saw Favre do it. We saw Rodgers do it. Now it's your turn. Have you seen that movie Iron Claw where they talk about the Van Eric curse? It's a curse in your family. You didn't do anything to cause it. You just got bad luck. You're a Bills fan. You're not homeless. You're just a loser. That's okay.
2: All right, two more. You ready? I mean that that homeless privilege one was wow. You're just a, you're just a, you're a loser. <laughs> I just I don't know how to put it.
1: I'm sorry, guys. But McDermott is not good enough for this stage. We need a better head coach, or next year is going to end up exactly the same. He's had enough years to prove it, and he has failed us every single time. I'm tired of our season ending by Kermit the Blanking Frog. <laughs> Give me
3: more. Well, somber is the mood here at Highmark Stadium after the Bills divisional round loss to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills fans. I spoke to shared with me their
0: goodbyes to this season. It's embarrassing. They played their hearts out all year long and then that a missed field goal at extra point range. It's it hurts. I just want us to win the Super Bowl and just losing is just, it hurts.
2: just I feel sad. so empty. Just sad overall. It's not even frustration. or It is frustration. but We're not even mad. It's just sad. I'm very sad. And I'm very mad. Really upset, man. Really upset to see it come down to the kick like that. Uh, it's one you got to put through. You know, it's what you're getting paid to do. It's your only job. you got one job, man. you got to put that through. So, really hurting right now. But uh, I know we'll come back strong next season. It's
0: always the Chiefs. At home now? Come on. I mean, I feel like this is the exact
2: same way that I feel every year, so at least they're consistent. Uh, I called off work, so I'm sleeping in. It's gonna be a long one. Gonna be a long day of just sulking, laying around, probably watching, watching replays, watching the ESPN, uh, just taking it all in. So. The Bills now drop to 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes in the
3: playoffs, and will now start gearing up for next year.
1: There is a difference between being rich and wealthy. There's a difference. You probably know a lot of rich people. They got a great house, they get to go on amazing vacations. We all know somebody who is rich. There is a difference in wealthy. Rob, we live in the internet era, there's a lot of famous people. It's different being a celebrity. It's different. Yo, you got a half a million followers on Instagram. That's cool. That's cool. You can go places. People know who you are. There's a difference being a celebrity. Josh Allen is incredible. He's he's, he's a really, really good quarterback. There is a difference. And we see it in these matchups. We saw it yesterday. If Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of the Bills, they would have won. They would have won. They would have scored on one of those three possessions. They would have they, they won. If you had a chance to knock out the Kansas City Chiefs and you fumbled at the two-yard line and got a touchback, Patrick Mahomes is about to make you pay. That's going to be the worst turnover that ever happened in your franchise's history, that you gave that guy another opportunity. Buffalo ran for 11 yards in the fourth quarter of the game and didn't score. There is a difference. The same way that we notice the difference in, hey, Dak Prescott's good, really good. Once you get to a certain point, you start to see the cream rise to the top and the separation. You know who Josh Allen is? He's Chris Paul. Chris Paul's amazing. Chris Paul's a first-ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest point guards I've ever seen. He ain't Steph Curry. (laughs) He ain't Steph. That's who Josh Allen is. He's good. Buffalo will win their division next year. They'll go back to the postseason. They'll probably win a game. But we've seen Josh and his team go up against Joe Burrow. They lost. They got dominated last year. We've seen them go up against Patrick Mahomes three times in the postseason. You're the third quarterback of your generation. Fourth, you're behind Lamar. You're the fourth-best quarterback in your generation. Maybe you get a ring, possibly. You ain't him, and that's okay. It's all right. Coming up on the other side, there were a lot of people who helped the Chiefs win yesterday. We're going to go through some of the X factors and who stepped up big in the Chiefs' road win at Buffalo. That's coming up. Keep it right here. Mr. drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison.
0: Brought to you by Deep Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
3: Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports
1: Radio. I want to highlight a couple of players who really stepped up and made plays yesterday in a Chiefs win. Because I know I've said my formula about more Rice, more Pacheco, more Kelsey, less of everything else. and. Not like that's been a bad strategy. Isaiah Pacheco had 97 yards rushing yesterday. Travis Kelsey had two touchdowns yesterday. Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception. Like, they, they have gotten a lot from their star players. That's how you go on the road. and You beat a good football team like the Buffalo Bills. But it wasn't just them yesterday. There are other people. Let's highlight them. MVS. Now, I know that people have been tough on you for a lot of good reasons. You have not had a great season. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But you know what? Yesterday, you had your best game of the season. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had three catches that both went over 30 yards. He had a 32-yard catch and a 30-yard catch on four targets. MVS had more yards... Than Rasheed Rice and Noah Gray combined. He was great yesterday. MVS, I'm gonna tell you this. If you play well one more time, people will remember you very fondly in Kansas City. Think about it. We don't talk about any MVS regular season game last year. This season, you've been bad. You were getting in Twitter beef with reporters. It's been bad. You had 62 yards. You had more yards receiving than any Bills receiver. Their leading receiver had 45 yards, Dalton Kincaid. If you play well in one of the next two games and you have three great postseason performances under your belt, you can come back and eat for free in Kansas City whenever you come back. I mean, you ain't going to be on the team next year, but you can always come back and get yourself a a Z-Man or a mixed plate. MVS, I'm going to give
2: you your flowers here
1: today on the drive.
2: So you're saying MVS can turn into Chiefs Christian Cologne? Yeah.
1: Everybody loves Christian Cologne. If Christian Cologne was here, you'd be like, oh, hey, that's Christian Cologne. He was great. Nobody talks about that he hit 240 with the Royals. You're Christian Cologne. That's how MVS can be. You've got to do it one more time. Do it one more time, you're Christian Cologne. Clyde Everett Hilaire. I looked this up. Yesterday, his run, his 28-yard run, was the third longest run that he has had in his career. Now, he didn't do a lot yesterday. He only got three touches and had 30 yards in his three touches. I'll take that. Hey, if you're telling me against Baltimore, if we're talking about one big Clyde edwards Lair run that puts the Chiefs in scoring range and gets them into the red zone, great day. Phenomenal day. Clyde Everett's a layer here. I'm going to give you your love. You're going to get your flowers here on the drive. Chamari Connor. You remember one of my X factors was Mike Edwards. You remember that last week. I said he had an interception last week and they were going to have to force one turnover. Now they didn't force a turnover, but no Brian Cook. He's on injured reserve. Mike Edwards went out with the injury concussion protocol early in this game and a Fifth round rookie from Virginia Tech checked into the game. He had 10 tackles yesterday. Chamari Connor was phenomenal for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm giving Chamari Connor his flowers here on the drive. You know what, Juwan? I'm here to apologize to you for the time being. I still reserve the right to be critical in the AFC Championship game. But I was worried about you, Big Dog. I was. I was very worried. You had 21 penalties this year in 18 games. I was concerned. You were going on the road, that hostile crowd. I I had my reasons. You didn't get penalized yesterday. Now, they threw one flag on you, but it got picked up. I can live with that. I don't care. You can throw all the flags you want. It got picked up. Both tackles held up really well. Donovan Smith was well, was good. Juwan Taylor was good yesterday. Patrick Mahomes didn't get sacked. They ran it for 146 yards, and they didn't have a false start or a hold. In that environment, too? That's winning winning football right there. That's how you win playoff games. I just wanted to spend a little bit of time paying respects to the X-Factors. MVS, you were an X-Factor. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, great game. Shamari Connor, 10 tackles, great game. Jawan Taylor, Donovan Smith, great game for both of you. You are a reason why the Chiefs are advancing to the third round of the AFC playoffs. Salute. That's our celebrating the X Factors.
2: Did I not hear his name? But does Butker count? Yeah, you can shout him out because. Absolutely. As much as Tyler Bass was shaky warrior, to quote you, going into the game, very he missed shaky. games against field goals against Pittsburgh. What was the one thing we had constantly heard from Jay Feely, Tracy Wolfson, Tony Romo, everyone on the broadcast, what they keep saying, boy, it is really windy down here. And when you're going left to right, you have the wind. When you're going the other way, you don't have the wind. Look at that. It moved the ball. The wind was Tony Romo's second favorite thing to say yesterday behind. I don't know, Jim. Those are his two go-to things. Harrison Butker was nails in that weather. Absolutely. Tyler Bass, who plays in it constantly, not nails. I uh, I bet Harrison
1: Butker over one and a half field goals. Cash that first two possessions. Just great day. For those of you that gamble on these things, it's real good when your bet cash is in the second quarter. And you can just, you're just chilling the rest of the game. It's great. You know that money's going to hit the account. Oh, it's phenomenal. I loved it. I had a really good day yesterday. I just had a, I just had a good feel for the weekend. Just had a real good feel for everything that was going to happen.
2: I mean, Butker over one and a half field goals was free money. Yeah, I mean, I, I took it. <laughs> I, I took mean, that free money. I wanted to give it to me. I know I got a little cooked today on the text line, but we, we knew a red zone issue leading to a field oh, goal yeah, was coming. No, I mean, the sun rose red zone issues were back. I mean, they still had red zone issues. They had a
1: fumble in the red zone and kicked two field goals in the red zone. They still had their problems. This is what I said. You make it seem like they got to play perfect football. They did not play perfect yesterday. They played great. They did not play perfect yesterday. First two drives, stalled in the red zone, had a fumble in the red zone, gave up 180 yards rushing. We keep talking about this margin of error like the Chiefs. If they don't play a perfect A-plus brand of football, then how can you advance in the postseason? They they were not that yesterday, and they still won. They still went on the road. They still won that game. I know that people are tired of seeing Taylor Swift. I It doesn't bother me, but I know people are tired of it. Bro, every time they – show her up in the suite it just looks like they're having the most amazing time like you they've never cut to the screen and you've been like man that looks boring like you know sometimes in those like celebrity events they feel kind of stuffy like I don't wanna I don't wanna go to that every time I see them yesterday they they've been they've been having a ball this postseason they've been up there dancing every time I see a picture of Taylor Swift she's got a drink in her hand they look like they're having an amazing time in the suite every single time she's gonna be in Baltimore it, so, you want know that? how much you lo- she you want know how much she loves Travis Kelsey the first week it was negative one million outside it was as cold as it's ever been people were getting frostbite you know what I'm gonna put on this custom puffer I'm gonna go support my man at the game. Went out there, supported her man, went out there. Chiefs won. Second game. I'm bringing my celebrity friends to Buffalo. They had real celebs in the game. You know what? I'm going to just be there, you know? I'm going to keep supporting my man. And then next week, she's going to Baltimore. She has been on a road trip for the last two weeks. She wouldn't do these kind of tour dates on the Eras Tour. She did freezing cold Kansas City, Buffalo
2: in January, and Baltimore in January. That's love. I just want to know what celebrity is going to bring cuz we've had you know I assume Kylie and Jason Kelsey are going to be back in the booth I assume mama and papa Kelsey will be back in the booth and we know those in the box we know those things but we've had appearances by in New York we had Brooke Lively we had oh, Blake Lively, excuse me. We had Ryan Reynolds. We had Hugh Jackman. We've now had Carla Delavine, Jared Carmichael. I mean, I want to know who Taylor Swift is bringing to M&T Bank Stadium I don't next know. week. Know
1: everybody. This is potentially to go to the Super Bowl. You know that box is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. You know what? We haven't talked a whole lot about the other three games from the weekend. Let's do that on the other side, and we'll put a bow on our Chiefs conversation, and we'll let you know some of the things we have planned over the course of the next four days as we get ready for another AFC championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Keep it right here. It's the drive on 610 Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
1: You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. All right. Let's go through the other three games from the weekend before we sign off for the day. We got a lot of stuff planned over the course of the next couple of weeks. I believe that Nick is going to be on the show this week. He didn't tell me he was going to be on the show yet, but I'm just, I'm confident that'll be on the show. I think Jim Nance is going to be on the show this week. I'm working on Mad Dog Russo for this week. You know, it's, it's early. It's Monday, you know. It's hard, to, it's hard to forecast what Thursday and Friday are going to
2: look like on a Monday. It's tough. Patrick Mahomes been on the show Wednesday. For yeah, those who don't know, we do
1: know that, and we have Aaron Ladd. I mean, if you got Aaron Ladd locked in, I mean, what else? I mean, what else do you need? You know, I mean, that's, shut it down. That's, I mean, that's. I don't know what Petro's doing that segment. He's losing. If you going up against Aaron Ladd, you might as well, might as well, might as well shut off the frequency. We got Aaron Ladd. What are you doing? Why are you even talking during these next twenty minutes? You shouldn't be. Let's start with the Ravens and the Texans. The Ravens, it is better than Houston. Like I, I, I don't really know what other takeaway I was supposed to have from that game. The Ravens settled in, in the second half of the game and they look like the best team in the national football league. There is a difference between being a playoff team and a super bowl contending team. Houston is a playoff contending team. They had a great season. They were the number two overall pick last year. They won their division. They won a playoff game. They got a great, talented young quarterback. Yo, salute. Salute to them. But there's a difference. We saw that. Lamar has more playoff experience than you do. It really shined through. And he was able to ride the wave and the emotion of playing poorly in the first 30 minutes. It was simple to me. Really, really simple. In the night game between Green Bay and San Francisco, I feel worse about San Francisco than I did when this whole thing started. I didn't tell you guys this because you guys like to get mad at me when I don't pick the Chiefs to win everything ever. But coming into this, I thought that San Francisco was going to win the Super Bowl. I thought they were the best team. Sometimes I just keep my – like actual winner to myself and I just don't tell you guys cuz it's just it's it's better for me. I thought they were going to win. I really did. I don't feel that way after watching them two nights ago. I really don't. Their defense isn't nearly as good as I thought it was. And I just you're telling me Brock Purdy is going to beat Jared Goff and either Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson and two no, I'm just no. I don't know if you can have the worst quarterback and beat three straight playoff teams. The way that we're asking San Francisco to do
2: to do mirror those conversations people in real life had about him being an MVP candidate. He was the MVP favorite in like, the last month headed into that game with the Ravens. He was the MVP yeah, favorite. In the
1: last month. That was Christmas in the last month. Brock Purdy was the favorite to an NFL MVP. It was, it was ridiculous. Then it is ridiculous. Now it's been ridiculous. So I feel worse about them and I am telling you right now that I will be betting the, the, the Detroit Lions plus the 7 and I also will be betting them on the money line. I believe that the Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl.
2: So that's 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 number 1. Would you say that you think they're going to restore the roar? They are, I
1: mean I they've they've never had it the way they have it right now. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. And then the game between the Lions and Tampa I It's kind of the same commentary that I have about Houston at Tampa. You've had a great season. This is just where your season goes, goes to end. You go on the road to the Lions and and you lose. You're out. You're done. You're cooked. It's over. That's it. Those are almost all of my thoughts. And I'll tell you guys more thoughts, obviously, between now and the end of the week, but That's almost all the thoughts that I have. Uh, What I would like to leave you guys with before we hand things off to Chiefs kingdom. And I don't want to let something like the chiefs postseason run move us away from the fact that KU is not winning the big 12. Like, I don't want to let what's happening with the chiefs because eventually their run's going to end. And then we're going to start talking college basketball. So I want you guys to know right now that KU is not winning the big 12 this year. I just want you to know that. I know you guys every year, it is your birthright that you guys are going to win it. Not this year. They lost to a team on the road that just shot 14%. They lost. KU lost to that team in basketball. I know it's crazy. Yeah, man. You ain't winning it this year. It's okay. I mean, you guys will still make the tournament. I'm, I'm sure you guys will win a game or two in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I'm I'm
2: sure, but uh, yeah, man. Enjoy that three seed you guys got coming. Have you seen that? Uh, it's from the Eight No Seeds podcast. Ryan Reinhardt, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to yeah, both of them. Everybody where, uh, on their podcast, where he tweets out that every January, KU takes a bad loss or two. Fans call them soft, and then Bill Self's gonna whip this team into gear. In in that this portion of the season. Uh, yeah no it uh it we did it, it definitely feels
1: that way. I mean you follow this team certainly much more closely than I do. I mean they have played two road they played three road games in the big 12. They have lost two of them and they only beat Oklahoma State. They got at Iowa State this weekend you pick it on a win. I want
2: to see how they look tonight. Me and Taylor and Travis are gonna have a great time watching they' the going to the tonight. game I think Travis will be. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor can't go nowhere. A lot of college students
1: are. She I mean, this is it's not gonna go well. It's I would be even surprised if KU wants her to come. How how distracting it would be if she was sitting courtside at the game. I think it would be really bad for KU if she did that. I, I don't know if it'll be enjoyable. All those kids screaming and yelling, their parents, it would be bad. Hey, we got an exciting week planned. I'm excited to be here. Hopefully you are as well. Until tomorrow, take care of yourself, the Drive.